What up, everybody? This is Beats and Beards. Thank you for joining us at the Clashing Conferences podcast. This is our NFL NFC East edition. We are in no way, shape, or form affiliated with the NFL. We're just real fans with real passion, having real talk. Thank you for joining. Welcome, everybody, to Clashing Conferences Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Randler Jr. With me, we have four dedicated fans, one for each of the four teams from the NFC East. We're going to bring you a weekly podcast. Uh, you know, and each week, generally talk about the games that are upcoming, the games that have just passed, a um, little bit about each team. We'll have a little internal competition amongst the four uh, representatives here on our end where we do a spin wheel each week and there will be categories on that spin wheel. For example, team win. If two teams from the conference get a team win that week, those two reps will get a point in our internal competition. Uh, Something like most receiving yards. If CD lamb goes off for 150 yards and he has the most receiving yards out of anybody in the conference, then the Dallas Cowboys and our Dallas Cowboys team rep will get a point for that from the prior week. Just a little something on the side that we're going to do and keep track of for each of our four guys and for all of you fans to keep track of on your end and see who comes out on top at the end of the year and keep it interesting where all four teams will still have a shot at these categories. So if the Redskins, for example, get off to a bad start, they'll still be in it in our internal competition. So that's kind of how our podcast will work each week. You know, we'll we'll have a lot of discussion outside of those topics, but that's kind of the idea of how clashing conferences will work. So now that you know a little bit about how the, the general idea of the podcast is going to work, let's talk to our four team representatives. Uh, first up, let's start with the NFC East champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and repping them, we have Greg Stanley. Welcome, hey, Greg. What's up? Hey, thanks, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Greg Stanley here, uh, representing the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, kind of fell in love with the Eagles at an early age. Uh, I guess I was five or six. Um, got down to Veterans Stadium with my uh, grandparents and, you know, was like, what is going on here? This is great. Um, you know, so kind of the family, it, it's it's something that you have to be. Uh, it's an experience. Um, so it was kind of like pushed on me you will be an Eagles fan there's no way you're rooting for anyone else this is the town you live in this is who you root for um so that's kind of how I became an Eagles fan uh and then a little bit older than that you know Westchester University used to uh hold our summer training camps and you know kind of fell in love with the the mid late 80s kind of fell in love with a guy by the name of Reggie White um you know him and Jerome Brown how they used to bring it on defense and then Randall Cunningham and how that offense how he how he could just play how athletic he was um you know and growing up going to those camps you know again it's a family affair now I have two kids that I'm kind of introducing them to the Eagles and uh they're falling in love with them as well so it's you know kind of a great thing it's a hometown pride thing again do it with my cousins and my uh family and we just love the birds 
that is awesome that it was passed down to you and that you're passing it down to your kids as well. I know a lot of your extended family and there's just Philly to the heart there, all four for four, uh, all the Philly sports teams, not just the Eagles. So we certainly have a, a very good Eagles rep here. Uh, next up, we have representing the Dallas Cowboys. We have Randall Schatz. Hey, guys. Uh, Randall Schatz here. Um, just uh, getting a little bit on me. I moved here from Canada when I was 18 or 19. I really didn't like football. Um, just love to pick. Uh, I live close to Philadelphia. Love to pick on my friends who were Eagles fans. They really got irritated when I cheer for the Cowboys. Unlike Greg, I had the freedom to choose. So I picked America's team, tried to prove my American worth. And uh, a guy named Tony Romo started throwing the ball. The Cowboys started looking fun to watch, fun to play. Um, loved watching them throughout the early mid 2000s. Um, just fell in love with the whole team, the organization. Um, the stars and America's team. So uh, kind of been that way ever since. Yeah. I just learned today that Randy was from Canada originally. So I, I found it ironic that he was a America's team guy, but um, I also can, can kind of associate with that story a little bit as a, as a Mets fan, you might see here on my wall with Greg and a lot of his family growing up as Phillies fans um, you know, I love to just be that person who went against the grain and and got into all their 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 heads a little bit about Phillies and and Philly stuff. So feel you on that Eagles against Makes Eagles against Cowboys rivalry. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, next up we have representing the New York Giants. We have Topher Pete, Chris Peterson. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, Chris Peterson here. Go by Topher Pete. Uh, Diehard Giants fan. I understand going against the grain. Uh, the whole family, big football family, kind of like Greg's family, but spread out pretty much the whole NFC East. Brother's a Redskins fan. Mom's a Cowboys fan. My dad was an Eagles fan, and then she made him change, you know, as he as he got older. But uh, she always wins. But, uh, yeah, right. But, yeah, I had to go against the grain, and uh, we always had Super Bowl parties. I remember watching the Niners in 85, and my mom was rooting for them because – Cowboys, that's what Cowboy fans do. They suck, so they have to cheer for somebody else in the Super Bowl. So she was rooting on Joe Montana. She was like an L.A. fan. Like I said, football family, but I had to go against the green. I picked the uh, New York football Giants, and it was kind of funny. A buddy of mine down the street, an older guy, he gave me a Giants sweatshirt that year. So it all, it all panned out. A couple years later, they won the Super Bowl and been hooked ever since. So go blue. I can just imagine um, you guys – having clashed in conferences podcast growing up in your living room with that, that crew of teams and fans right there. And I'll also Absolutely. say that, uh, you know, Chris Peterson is to the bone of more, any sports fan I know a fan of his team. And it, the, the fandom is definitely there with the giants. And I think we got a very good rep once again for the third time. So last but not least, Thanks, let's bring up Paul Douglas repping the um, preseason champions, 3-0 Washington Commanders. Absolutely. Going out on top here. Uh, just ended the uh, the Ravens streak of 24 straight. We're so changed. We're Beltway champions right now. Um, I grew up as a, uh, as a Redskins fan. Didn't kind of look at a little bit of success on TV and say, you know what, I'm going to be a bandwagon fan just like uh, Randy. So, you know, it was, it was all in the family. Um, you could sit on the couch with my dad in the, uh, the, the late 80s and early 90s. Um, 
he would have the uh, the the game the commentators uh, Sonny Jurgensen and Sam Huff on the radio and mute the TV because uh, he hated them so much. So it was great growing up. You know, one thing I can say is I definitely was you know they were able to watch the last Super Bowl that we had. I don't think uh, I definitely don't think Randy can say as a fan that he watched their last Super Bowl. How old, how old are you again? 45, 50, 60 years old? I love being here and uh, looking forward to a great year here. So I'm ready. So tell me two things, Paul. I, I know that you have a giant jersey collection, and you probably have one ready for each week of this season, each podcast. What are you repping today? Uh, I will uh, be sporting a different jersey every single week. Today's representative is going to be Clinton Portis. May his freedom rest in peace. Of okay. the three or 400 jerseys that have been in my possession, there has never been a Cowboys jersey in the closet, and there never will be. There's been a, there's been a representative uh, from every other team in the conference, but there's no way that unless we go have another, uh, you know, another pandemic, and we got to go use some COVID paper, there's no way that there's going to be a, a Cowboys jersey in my house. Paul, and secondly, Paul. give me your favorite piece there behind you. I know you got it. Uh-oh. Go ahead, Randy. We're starting I already. I say, Paul, listen, if the Cowboys <laughs> finish ahead of the Redskins this year, I think the last podcast, you have to wear a Cowboys jersey, and you got to keep it. That well, seems like a pretty fair initiative. How about that, as Bryant, when it's on your wall right unlike there? The, uh, unlike the New York Giants fans who, according to, you know, gambling – gambling, um, what is that? The, uh, the sources, uh, I'm not going to go and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I bet with my heart, uh, not my heart, excuse me, my brain. I bet with my brain, not my heart. So, you know, if we make the playoffs this year, it's going to be like we did a couple of years ago with a losing record. So, you know, if we got to go eight, and nine and make it. That's fine. But, um, you know, unfortunately I'm not completely confident, uh, that, uh, the, the Redskins are going to be better than the, uh, the Cowboys, but if they are, if the Cowboys do win, it's only because Trey Lance decided to, you know, step in for that bomb Dak Prescott. <laughs> I feel like you're in high school and you're like, I'm not going to go for the best looking girl in high school. I'm going to go for the safe bet. I feel like that's what you're saying right now. <laughs> I have no problem going for the safe All bet. Right, that's so completely that's... fine. <laughs> <laughs> So that's our four team reps. Uh, welcome, everybody. Can't, very much looking forward to getting into this season with you four guys and getting some good discussion going here and a lot of, lot of trash talk. I know that there's going to be a lot of that. Um, so generally, how are um, things going to work here? As you know, we'll, we'll spin that wheel every week. We'll get our three topics. We'll discuss them for the upcoming week. Um, you know, we'll usually do that in the second half of our episodes. But before we get to the second half of our episode, let's do some predictions for the year. Generally, for the NFC's conference, um, you know, maybe each of you say who who you think is going to win the NFC East. If it's not your team, maybe you say who, who you think the second best team is. Um, and and generally talk about how you, what what you're looking forward to this year. What what your predictions are going into the year and let's go in reverse order. So uh, let's start with Paul Douglas and the Washington Redskins. You know, one thing I, that I think uh, that everybody here would agree is uh, that it is one of the NFC East is definitely one of the power conferences um, 
in the NFL has been, you know, since the eighties and nineties, you know, I think the recent years and going forward, there's going to be at least two representatives from the conference uh, every year in the playoffs. You know, this year, I do think that, you know, uh, I'm not, there, there aren't too many uh, repeats uh, in this conference. Um, but I think it is very possible that the Eagles do it, you know, for a successful um, season for the Redskins, I would say that uh, we come in third as opposed to fourth. So unfortunately, Chris, that leaves you in fourth. Um, everybody's going to probably agree, agree with that. But um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward just to see what some of our, our, our players can do with a, a new young quarterback. See if we got something there for the future. If not, go right back to the draft again. Try and find another one. Rinse and repeat. Do it again. Keep doing it. Do we get this? Find a top. Find a top five quarterback like Danny Dimes and pay him way overpay him. So we'll do what we need to. You find a you find a quarterback like Danny Dimes, you'll be doing just fine. So that that seems like a reasonable outlook, and I feel like. I mean, other than maybe Greg, I'm not sure. We'll see when we get to him. But I feel like that might be the only reasonable outlook that we get here of the four answers on predictions for the year. So let's find out. Let's go right up to Chris Peterson and uh, see how realistic we are in his mind for the Giants this year coming up. Yeah, I got it a little different, as you can uh, probably (laughs) guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I see it a lot different because I know my boy Danny Dimes is in a much better situation. And uh, he'll be just fine. And by the end of the year, he'll be a top 10 quarterback. I think he already is, but he'll be in the top five category. Like I said, there's only three guys I would take over him, and it's none of your quarterbacks. So, but yeah, um, I got a little different. I mean, I think, I think there's a little jealousy here with Paul. That's why he attacks me all the time. Cause Danny Dimes is five, one and one against the Washington Redskins. I mean, he, he toasts them every, yeah. I mean, and his only hey, loss was, was a Darius Slate. I was live the game. I know that he, he remembers, which I know he remembers. I guess, yeah. I mean, I was actually at that game, the one that we actually won. I think there were like five field goals in the last minute um, from all the different things that happened. And we finally ended up not missing one to finally do win it at the buzzer. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually present for that yeah, one game. That was the one. That was a Sunday night game or was that a Sunday night game? Because I remember yeah, that was uh, the Darius yeah, Slate drop. Game. It was remember a primetime drop. Game. It was yeah, yeah. So that was that was the one loss, the Darius Slayton drop, and then the other loss was the tie, the the famous tie. I was at that with my daughter, and it was because of the stupid uh, taunting penalty. We got them, we stop them, and there's a we're celebrating, and they call a taunting penalty on us. Give them the first down, and they kick a field goal, and the game. Yeah, we you know the refs, but uh, I got them at six and eleven. I think they're going to be a feisty little. You know, little team in the division. They're going to fight. It's always tough when you play in a division. But I, I six and eleven. They're not going to do much better than that. I um, I got Dallas at nine and eight. I mean, I think Stephen did a you know a tweet the other day about Dak Prescott holding a clipboard. You're probably better off having Dak Prescott holding a clipboard. You might win more games. But I got you at nine and eight. Um, and then it gets interesting, Greg. Um. I think you guys come down a notch this year. I mean, the Super Bowl hangover is a thing. Um, new coordinators, it's going to be tough. You got some. You lost some good guys. You lost some good players. It's going to be different. I mean, everything was perfect last year. Things ain't going to go as, as good this year, and we have a tougher record. I got you and us tied at 10-7, and seven, and I have us winning the tiebreaker. Giants winning the division this year. Every year, somebody wins, and every year that team thinks they're good enough to repeat, but every year they don't. I think we have uh we're gonna shock the world. 
I promised you guys that Chris was one of the biggest fans I know, and I think he's going to continue to prove that all season long. That was a that was a bold. Next prediction. up, uh, we got the Dallas. Here we go. You're right up, Randall. Dallas Cowboys. Randall shots. Go ahead and go back. That was a very <laughs> bold Giants prediction right there. Winning the division, but uh, I see. I look over the NFC, the total NFC right now. You look at the NFC West, and you got San Fran, who's probably should run away with that division, but no one else in that division that really looks that scary to me. The NFC North, you're going to have two teams, maybe Green, uh, Green Bay and Minnesota trying to break to 500 and win that division. I just don't see a lot of talent there. Jared Goff for Detroit can be out for the year. You've got the NFC South, which is a disaster. So I am actually making a light prediction that the NFC East across the board gets those three wild card spots and all of the NFCs goes to the playoff this year. That's not quite the uh, bold prediction. That's just a, a soft prediction. Um, as far as the teams, I think the Eagles are going to come down a notch. I think they lost a lot of talent. I think the Cowboys with adding Stephon Gilmore, and I can't ever pronounce his name, but the quarterback they just signed this week, from Miami. I forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, adding him, <laughs> Stephon Diggs coming back, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, of course, uh, um, rookie of the year last year, uh, Micah Parsons. I think their defense is going to be top notch. I think their offense isn't going to suffer that much from really just losing Zeke Elliott. Um, I think they have enough good names in that. I think their offense is going to be at least as good with an improved defense. I think there's a chance that Cowboys, I'll make a prediction on my team at least, go 11 or 12 and 4 and 5, something like that. Um, the rest of the teams, I, I think they're going to do similar to what they did last year. Um, I just think that that uh, I just think all, all the NFC East in general is going to be a very high chance of contenders for playoffs. I think we got pretty good consensus there and uh, surprisingly another reasonable answer on season predictions. Last but not least, let's let's bring up those NFC champs again. Greg Stanley, you guys going back to back? You know what? I, I got to be honest with you. I never thought that I would agree with Chris on many things, um, but I, I, I kind of am agreeing with Chris on a couple different things. You know, I, I think we're going to get two two playoff teams, uh, possibly three. Um, you know, I don't feel that the Giants are that far above uh, the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC East, my prediction. Um, but I think the Giants are going to have a be better overall regular season than the Cowboys. And I think, honestly, from my, my opinion, I think picking up Trey Lance is doing a lot more damage than good. I think that they obviously didn't tell Dak about it because Dak was spooked in the in the media the other day. He was scared to death. Like, he didn't know what to say because he didn't know what was happening. Um, and I think, honestly, I think it's I think it's going to ripple the team. I mean, their defense is solid. I, I can't deny that. Their defense is absolutely amazing. Um, but I think it's going to descend some shockwaves through their offense. Um, they're paying Dak a lot of money, and now he's on a, a, a quote-unquote prove-it year. Um, if not, Trey's right there in the wings. Um, so it should be interesting to see what happens. Um, again, I think the Giants are good. I, I don't think Danny Dimes is a top three player. Um, I mean, he's getting $40 million a year. Four or five. 
<laughs> I just don't see it. Um, I don't. I don't think they have the weapons. I mean, we've talked about this time and time again. I think the Eagles are are, are have the most weapons. Um, D- Dallas has weapons too, but you know, I, I I think that locker room is now could start getting divided. All it's going to take is one, two, three lo- losses, and people are going to look at Dak different. So, you know, I I kind of see that it as, as what week one. I, start I kinda, it. Yeah, I mean, it could. I kind of see it as uh, the Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, and then Washington coming up third. And and I think Washington's going to be respectable this year. I, I really think they are. I think we're going to have top to bottom, probably one of the best conferences uh, in the league. I think everybody can, can yeah, agree on that. Time, I think we sure. have uh, a lot of consensus on that. Definitely a lot of consensus from top to bottom to hear that we're going to have a pretty pretty good division, it looks like. So. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll spin our wheel for the first time this year, and we'll get into talking a little bit more about week one and what to look forward to.